0: This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Welcome, this is the One Year Bible Reading for February 17th. We begin today in Leviticus at the beginning of chapter 4. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. This is how you are to deal with those who sin unintentionally by doing anything that violates one of the Lord's commands. If the high priest sins, bringing guilt upon the entire community, he must give a sin offering for the sin he has committed. He must present to the Lord a young bull with no defects. He must bring the bull to the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle, lay his hand on the bull's head, and slaughter it before the Lord. The high priest will then take some of the bull's blood into the tabernacle, dip his finger in the blood, and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the inner curtain of the sanctuary. The priest will then put some of the blood on the horns of the altar for the fragrant incense that stands in the Lord's presence inside the tabernacle. He will pour out the rest of the bull's blood at the base of the altar for burnt offerings at the entrance of the tabernacle. Then the priest must remove all the fat of the bull to be offered as a sin offering. This includes all the fat around the internal organs, the two kidneys, and the fat around them near the loins, and the long lobe of the liver. He must remove these along with the kidneys, just as he does with cattle offered as a peace offering, and burn them on the altar of burnt offerings. But he must take whatever is left of the bull its hide meat head legs internal organs and dung and carry it away to a place outside the camp that is ceremonially clean the place where ashes are dumped there on the ash heap he will burn it on a wood fire if the entire israelite community sins by violating one of the lord's commands but the people don't realize it they are still guilty When they become aware of their sin, the people must bring a young bull as an offering for their sin and present it before the tabernacle. The elders of the community must then lay their hands on the bull's head and slaughter it before the Lord. The high priest will then take some of the bull's blood into the tabernacle, dip his finger in the blood, and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the inner curtain. He will then put some of the blood on the horns of the altar for fragrant incense that stands in the Lord's presence inside the tabernacle. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar for burnt offerings at the entrance of the tabernacle. Then the priest must remove all the animal's fat and burn it on the altar, just as he does with the bull offered as a sin offering for the high priest. Through this process the priest will purify the people, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. Then the priest must take what is left of the bull and carry it outside the camp and burn it there, just as is done with the sin offering for the high priest. This offering is for the sin of the entire congregation of Israel. If one of Israel's leaders sins by violating one of the commands of the Lord his God but doesn't realize it, he is still guilty. When he becomes aware of his sin, he must bring as his offering a male goat with no defects. He must lay his hand on the goat's head and slaughter it at the place where burnt offerings are slaughtered before his Lord. This is an offering for his sin. Then the priest will dip his finger in the blood of the sin offering and put it on the horns of the altar for the burnt offerings. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. Then he must burn all the goat's fat on the altar just as he does with the peace offering. Through this process, the priest will purify the leader from his sin, making him right with the Lord, and he will be forgiven. If any of the common people sin by violating one of the Lord's commands, but they don't realize it, they are still guilty. When they become aware of their sin, they must bring as an offering for their sin a female goat with no defects. They must lay a hand on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it at the place where burnt offerings are slaughtered. Then the priest will dip his finger in the blood and put it on the horns of the altar for burnt offerings. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. Then he must remove all the goat's fat, just as he does with the fat of the peace offering. He will burn the fat on the altar, and it will be a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Through this process the priest will purify the people, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. If the people bring a sheep as their sin offering, it must be a female with no defects. They must lay a hand on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it at the place where burnt offerings are slaughtered. Then the priest will dip his finger in the blood of the sin offering and bring it on the, put it on the horns of the altar for burnt offerings. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. Then he must remove all the sheep's fat, just as he does with the fat of a sheep preven- presented as a peace offering. He will burn the fat on the altar on top of the special gifts presented to the Lord. Through this process, the priest will purify the people from their sin, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. If you are called to testify about something you have seen or that you know about, it is sinful to refuse to testify, and you will be punished for your sin. Or suppose you unknowingly touch something that is ceremonially unclean, such as the carcass of an unclean animal. When you realize what you have done, you must admit your defilement and your guilt. This is true whether it is a wild animal, a domestic animal, or an animal that scurries along the ground. Or suppose you unknowingly touch something that makes a person unclean. When you realize what you have done, you must admit your guilt. Or suppose you make a foolish vow of any kind, whether its purpose is for good or for bad. When you realize its foolishness, you must admit your guilt. When you become aware of your guilt, in any of these ways, you must confess your sin. Then you must bring to the Lord as the penalty for your sin a female from the flock, either a sheep or a goat. This is the sin offering with which the priest will purify you from your sin, making you right with the Lord. But if you cannot afford to bring a sheep, you may bring to the Lord two turtle doves or two young pigeons as the penalty for your sin. One of the birds will be for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. You must present them to the priest who will present the first bird as the sin offering he will wring its neck but without severing its head from the body then he will sprinkle some of the blood of the sin offering against the sides of the altar and the rest of the blood will be drained out at the base of the altar this is an offering for sin the priest will then prepare the second bird as a burnt offering following all the procedures that have been described Through this process, the priest will purify you from your sin, making you right with the Lord, and you will be forgiven. If you cannot afford to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, you may bring two quarts of choice flour for your sin offering. Since it is an offering for sin, you must not moisten it with olive oil or put any frankincense on it. Take the flour to the priest who will scoop out a handful as a representative portion. He will burn it on the altar on top of the special gifts presented to the Lord. It is an offering for sin. Through this process, the priest will purify those who are guilty of any of these sins, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. The rest of the flour will belong to the priest, just as with the grain offering. Then the Lord said to Moses, If one of you commits a sin by unintentionally defiling the Lord's sacred property, you must bring a guilt offering to the Lord. The offering must be your own ram with no defects, Or you may buy one of equal value with silver as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel you must make restitution for the sacred property you have harmed by paying for the loss plus an additional twenty percent when you give the payment to the priest he will purify you with the ram sacrificed as a guilt offering making you right with the Lord and you will be forgiven suppose you sin by violating one of the Lord's commands even if you are unaware of what you have done you are guilty and will be punished for your sin for a guilt offering you must bring to the priest your own ram with no defects or you may buy one of equal value through this process the priest will purify you from your unintentional sin making you right with the lord and you will be forgiven this is a guilt offering for you have been guilty of an offense against the lord all of this makes us so aware, at least makes me very aware of the price that Christ paid for us, and that there is no forgiveness of sin without the pouring out of blood. So grateful to be on this side of the cross mark two thirteen Then Jesus went out to the lake shore again and taught the crowds that were coming to him as he walked along. He saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up and followed him. Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. But when teachers of religious law who were Pharisees saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he told them, Healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Once, when John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, some people came to Jesus and asked, Why don't your disciples fast like John's disciples and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, Do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. They can't fast while the groom is with them. But some day the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the wine would burst the wineskins, and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins one Sabbath day as Jesus was walking through some grain fields his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat but the Pharisees said to Jesus look why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath Jesus said to them haven't you ever read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry he went into the house of God during the days when Abiathar the high priest uh, during the days he oh, was high priest excuse me and broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests were allowed to eat he also gave some to his companions then Jesus said to them the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath so the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath Jesus went into the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand Since it was the Sabbath, Jesus' enemies watched him closely. If he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the deformed hand, Come and stand in front of everyone. Then he turned to his critics and asked, Does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath, or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save life or to destroy it? But they wouldn't answer him. He looked around at them angrily and was deeply saddened by their hard hearts then he said to the man hold out your hand so the man held out his hand and it was restored at once the pharisees went away and met with the supporters of herod to plot how to kill jesus psalm 36 a psalm of david sin whispers to the wicked deep within their hearts they have no fear of god at all in their blind conceit they cannot see how wicked they really are everything they say is crooked and deceitful They refuse to act wisely or to do good. They lie awake at night, hatching sinful plots. Their actions are never good. They make no attempt to turn from evil. Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice like the ocean depths. You care for people and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your unfailing love, O Lord! All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You feed them from the abundance of your own house, letting them drink from your river of delights. For you are the fountain of life, the light by which we see. Pour out your unfailing love on those who love you. Give justice to those with honest hearts. Don't let the proud trample me or the wicked push me around. Look, those who do evil have fallen. They are thrown down never to rise again proverbs 10 1 and 2 the proverbs of solomon a wise child brings joy to a father a foolish child brings grief to a mother tainted wealth has no lasting value but right living can save your life and to end we're turning again to a psalm of ascent psalm 132 The purpose, no, the story of the ark, I was jumping ahead of myself. Um, Arise, O Lord, and come to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. This Psalm has been referred to as the Psalm of David's obedience. King David promised God that he would find a permanent place for the ark of the covenant and he did not give up his attempts to fulfill that promise. Before we pursue that thought further, let's take a moment to remind ourselves of what the ark signified and its place in Jewish history we've just been reading all about its construction the ark of the covenant was a box made of acacia wood measuring about four feet by two and a half feet by two and a half feet it was overlaid with gold and at the end of the solid gold lid was a cherub the lid was called the mercy seat and it was from between the two cherubs that God communed with his people the ark was a symbol of God's presence among his people Constructed in the wilderness, it had accompanied the children of Israel on their journey into the Promised Land, finally come to rest in Shiloh. During a battle with the Philistines, it was captured and was held by them until it caused them problems. It was then returned to kiriath Jearim in Israel, where it remained until David decided to bring it to Jerusalem. The story of the Ark is a reminder that we must have God with us in everything that we do, and do not use him to advance our own purposes. We get into all kinds of difficulties when we attempt to persuade God to follow us rather than following him ourselves. We are here to carry out his purposes. He is not here to carry out ours. O God, forgive us that so often we are more interested in getting you to endorse our plans than in seeking to know yours. Drive this truth deep within us that you are not here to advance our glory we are here to advance yours amen have a beautiful day love you.